Episode 33. Tyler, how are we doing? Hey, what's going on? Where, uh, where's Shane? Uh, we're lacking Shane on this one. Uh, Shane had to go to Virginia to see his, I believe, granddaughter. So he went up there to see her and his son and spend a little time with family. But we're going to do one without him. Episode 33, we've got two special guests in the room with us, Tyler. We've got Mr. Seth Dennis, the 930 KTM, and Pops, Mr. Wayne Dennis. How are you? Good. How are you? Doing good. Doing good. Seth, good to have you. Yeah. Over here in the, the bright and sunny Florida area. Yeah. Right now, weather's nice. It's beautiful. Beautiful out right now. We'll take it. We'll take everything we can get there. Seth is, is kind of getting getting more known to me, I guess I would say, Tyler. is uh, He's joined us out here at the facility, get to, to come over there and ride and watch you ride and get to meet you guys and, and learn a little bit about you. And that's one thing that, you know, I don't, I don't know a whole lot about you. So I want to, I want to talk about some of this stuff. First off, how old are you? I'm 14. Um, I'll be 15 in February. There so. you go. February 18th. Yeah. I'll be driving oh. here soon. All right. So anybody in this area, stay off the roads. Oh, yeah. Slow down a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> so coming up 14 now coming up on 15, February 18th. How long have you been riding a motorcycle for Seth? As long as I remember. I mean, I got my first P-Dub when I was like two and a half. The P-Dub. Like yeah. The standard operating entry bike. Yep. Yep. And then I, I did a little bit of digging, and I noticed the first year at Loretta's was on the P-Dub. Yeah. 2015. Oh, yeah. Second place. Yeah. And your very first ever Loretta's. Year one? Year yeah. one. That's well, pretty strong. Well, we we tried for Loretta's the year before that. In 14? Yeah, which was his four-year-old year. Uh, went to the regional, was parked way in the back, uh, rained the whole time. Moto got switched. We didn't know nothing about it. I look <laughs> out there for the third moto, and I'm like, dude, you're, you're supposed to be on the track right now. Nice. So, yeah, I think he ended up like 22nd or something. Nice. So... Yeah, that was the first attempt. So, but the first actual Loretta's, yeah, that's when we knew we had something special. So, did you guys were you one of those families that did like multiple regionals and areas and everything? Uh, no, that was our only regional that year. Uh, the next year, when we noticed he was actually pretty good, then we started doing the multiple regionals in fifteen. Yep, and doing stuff like that. So fifteen. Do you do you remember that one, Seth? Nope. No. I don't even remember me missing the moto, to be honest. Nice. <laughs> Do you remember the first year at Loretta's? Somewhat. I, not really. I remember some of the motos, but... Yeah, I have really a terrible memory, there. man. I can't remember yesterday. Right. <laughs> don't... Trust me, don't worry about it. So what are some of the things that, like, that you're seeing this early on that, that are leading you to believe that this, this four-year-old kid is, is the phenom? Well, so it was... Whenever we went and started practicing and stuff like that after he realized he actually wanted to do it, I was like, man, I think he just didn't let off in that corner. And you're like, no. So then you go down there and you watch him and you're like, man, he well, didn't he, let off in that corner. He didn't let off in the corner, but he also didn't set down. Like, this is weird. So it was like in the beginning, it was more trying to teach him the fundamentals and stuff because he obviously had something. Yeah. And 
it was the hardest part was getting him to set down in the beginning. Yeah. And it was like really weird. Like I've never experienced that before. Like that's like hey, the reverse have, problem. Yeah. That's what I said. I was like, man, this is weird. Like, dude, you could go so much faster if you just sat down in a few spots. Yeah. So that's when I kind of like realized like, all right, well maybe he does have something. And then I had to work a lot. So then we started trying to find somebody, uh, I basically just needed somebody to chase him around, and <laughs> Kinsley was still, I think she was two or three at the time, so my wife was, like, yeah. having to hold her and all this stuff, so. Now, where, where are you at when this is, you're talking about these 50 so days? So, we were in Orlando, okay. so I was working at the Orlando airport at the time, and then we ended up moving down to West Palm Beach, and that's when we lived in Port St. Lucie, and that's when we linked up with Donald Sully when we were down there. Yeah. And I took him out there, and Donald's main thing was all, like, uh, fundamentals, like making sure your feet are in the right position. And I'm like, oh, this is our dude. So then that's who Seth started with in the very beginning when we were on, like, P-dubs. And basically yeah. he would be out there with Seth, chasing him around. And yeah. he even said, he goes, Dude, I think he might do pretty good at Loretta's this year. So it was basically just him riding by himself. Like, there was nobody there. Yeah. Uh, kind of how it is now. Like, there's very few people. Yeah. It's just him working on himself and doing his thing. And we went to the regional and was like, somebody was like, well, that kid's supposed to win. And it was Canyon Richards is supposed to win Loretta's. And we were right there with him. So we're like, man, we're actually pretty close. Like, yeah. So then that's when it was like, all right. So then it just went all in after that. Yeah. Do you remember those days, Seth? So did some parts of the P-Dub. I remember the junior class. Cause that, that year was gnarly. Was that on the Cobra? Yeah. Yeah. So you go in 15. Think about this, Tyler. A, the amount of people that try to go there and can't. Yep. Including me. <laughs> and then you go there in your first year in 15 and get second. So not like not only do you make it <clears throat> to Loretta's, which is hard enough on its own, but then podium right. in your very first year. That's pretty impressive. So then let's make it more impressive and go to 2016 and win. Yeah. On the Cobra. Yep. You know, so we go 15, you get second, and then 16. Now, at that time, you're only allowed to do one class, right, in 50s? Yep, yep. You can only do the 150 class. Yeah. So you go in 16 on the Cobra then and, and win. Do you remember that one? Yeah, that's the I remember that year because that year I like swept everything and you got one one one. Yeah, with with bike <sighs> problems. Yeah, no big deal. Like it's like it's nothing. <laughs> what was the uh, transition from P Dub to Cobra like? Like I remember when, you know, you go from P Dub to Cobra. It was pretty much like a guaranteed loop out, probably some <laughs> crashing, just because they're so different. But he picked it up pretty quick, or what? Yeah, he did. Uh, so that year that he got second on the P-Dub, we were kind of dabbling with the Cobra already. Okay. Uh, so it was he kind of had a smoother transition. Uh, so kind of came off the P-Dub in 15 after Loretta's and no more P-Dub? Yeah, well, no. So he still he was the weird kid that still liked to ride the P-Dub. Yeah. So the year that he won uh, the junior class on the Cobra – at the regional that year, he still rode the P-Dub. He's like, that's my last hurrah on the P-Dub. Yeah. And 
just crushed it there. He beat like everybody by like half a track on the P dub. <laughs> and it was like, dude, like he's yard sailing it. It 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 was funny to watch, but yeah, it was a it was a good time. I like the P dub. That was the bike that you might have to spray some WD forty in the start switch, but it's always gonna run. Yeah. So it was those like things, that. Those things yeah. are tanks. I mean, they've been yeah. the same for twenty years. Yep. I know even with us, like we, we, you know, you guys know, cause you see us out there, but on, on Tuesdays, Benji goes and rides and you know, he's got his buddies over there and one of them's Rowdy Keelon. Right. And they're like best little friends. They sleep over at each other's house all the time, whatever. But Rowdy would prefer if they bring his e-bike, they would rather, he would rather ride the e-bike over anything else, over the Cobra, over whatever. Right. And so this week I was talking to Rowdy's mom, Shelby, and she was like, we're not even bringing the e-bike anymore because <laughs> he would just want to ride that the <laughs> right. whole time. So they're like forcing him to ride the Cobra, but yeah. that's got to be, in my opinion, probably one of the most annoying motorcycles ever created. Yeah, they're eh, eh, yeah. Eh, eh. All the fifties are like that, though. It's like there's well, it's Benji's on an like, e-bike, so yeah, I'm, they, I'm pretty fortunate. <laughs> see, we did that was the year I think after we got off of fifties, they came out with the e-bike for yeah. the first time. I was going to say they probably didn't have them when yep. when Seth was riding. Yeah, so it was all just the. On and off the gas everywhere you go, just ring, 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 So after, uh, so second on the P Dub, uh, in fifteen, so, yeah, and then and then you do the title. Who else is who else is anybody coming up to you saying, hey, um, you know, you, we want to give you some support or um, sponsor or anything like that? So when he got second on the P Dub, there wasn't really anything. Uh, I did. That's when I first met uh, Dave Janoffi, and he was with Scott at the time, and he was like the first one to like ever give us anything. Yeah. And we're still with him, Scott, yeah. till this day. Now it's Knowles, but yeah, yeah, we're it's a pretty good little run though. Yeah. I mean, you're talking 2015 to 2023. I mean, an eight-year window with one brand. That's yeah. That's, that's good. That's nice. Then did did anything change with the title in 16? Uh, no, no, nope. So nothing happened then. Uh, that's kind of like when I first approached, uh, Nate Ramsey for the KTM deal we got now. And that was the first time that I think they've ever seen Seth ride. So that was kind of like what broke it out. Cause that following year, whenever we went to the senior 50, that's whenever they gave us a deal for that first year on the senior 50. So it, it did open some doors, but right then nothing really happened. Like, did you, so did you ride that third year would have been 17? Did you ride the KTM? Yeah. So both years on the 50 senior, we were on KTM. Okay. So it was right after he, it was that end year of the four to six bike. Is yes. when we signed the the KTM deal and then went to KTM and we were on KTM both of our senior years of the fifty. Yeah. So in that one, when you do Loretta's in seventeen, so you go P Dub Cobra and then KTM in seventeen. Yep. Second and seventeen on the KTM. Do you remember any of that one? Yeah, I yeah I remember battling like Drew. I think it was Drew, and uh, I just remember yard sailing before the tabletop <laughs> or after the tabletop before the sand section. Yeah. I was like, I had like a 20 second lead in like the second <laughs> lap, yard sailed myself. That's not, that's not great. So you never did the, the, what is that? What's his name? Like Bud, Bud Racing or some Cobra 
come up, you went straight to KTM on the 50. Yeah, we never, we never, uh, race the Cobra senior. We just went straight KTM. And that was starting in 17 and you've been KTM since. Yep. Again, pretty good to same brand, you know, staying like you talk about with Scott. I mean, that's, that's, that's really good. Was there any, uh, was there any special effort to try to get the KTM? I mean, I don't want to say like competitive, but that class is dominated by Cobras. Yeah. So the year that he got second, that was actually a bike I took straight out of the crate, jetted, did everything myself in my garage to make sure that everything was hitting the way it should. And Seth said it was fast. So that's the bike we went to Loretta's on. Damn, Skip Norfolk yeah. looking. <laughs> Let me check this thing out in the garage. Right. And then the the year that he won on it, uh, Jamie Ellis with Twisted Development went through everything, made sure everything was good on it. And, yeah, we won that year on his bike. Nice. Yeah. So that would be the second title. That's, what, 18? Yes. Which, I mean, you've had a a few of them. I was looking it up. I think four Loretta's titles. Is that right? Yeah, four. It's pretty good. Yeah. Pretty good. Still got more to come. Yeah. Still got more to come. So tell me, me, Seth, at that time, like when you're you're talking about these – even 50s and 60s years. I mean, I know right now you're you're on the Super Mini. That's what you just did at Loretta's with Super Mini 1 and 2, right? Yeah. So talk about those early years. I mean, is there anything that stands out, you know, from these big races like Minios, Loretta's? I mean, what, what's your favorite part of it? Just, just having fun. Like um, the 65s and 50s, like, they show up for the big events. And, like, all my friends would be there. So it was like we all hung out and then we all raced. And a lot of my friends were, like, second, third, they were up there, so we were all just like up there battling. It was fun. Yeah. Now, out of out of all these big races that you get to travel to, which one's your favorite? It's hard to tell. It's either Loretta's or Minio's. Yeah. Minio's. I mean, Florida. Yep. Home home kinda, track. Kind of close to the house. Yeah. It's uh. Do Minio's you do you enjoy the off the track stuff at any of the races more than the others, like Minio's or the Creek at Loretta's or the beach at Daytona or? I've. Never went to the beach at Daytona. Really? No. Jeez, Dad. <laughs> no fun. Stay in the pits the whole time. Yeah, pretty much. Hey, now. All right. Well, we'll <laughs> we'll change that. I'll take you to the beach. So I I always growing up I really enjoyed Loretta's because of the creek. You know, jump in the creek and you know go in there. I mean, obviously the big races are fun because you have so many people and friends and stuff like that. Minio's is great because it's close to home, but it doesn't have like that. Tennessee Creek, you know, feel right. to it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like yeah. there's not a, not a ton to do, I guess you would say out outside of your pit area where I feel like Loretta's there is, you know, options. I mean, you, you can go fishing, you can go float down the Creek, you know, you can go hiking or trail, trail ride, whatever. Right. So I just, I've always looked forward to that, but take me through some of those, you know, we talked about fifties, you're on KTM at this point, you're getting help with Scott you transitioned into 65s. How was that? I mean, going bigger bike. I mean, was it easy, simple? What I remember, it was simple. Yeah. I, mean, I don't, I can't really remember, to be honest. Yeah, I don't, I don't remember my younger years either, but don't. <laughs> I just remember being at the practice facility, like, trying to go as fast as I can on the 65 and yeah. trying to work my way up to, like, the top level. Yeah. What would you think of it, Wayne, going over to 65s? I mean, was it a big difference? So... Every time you can get on a bigger bike, it's better. Uh, 
especially as far as because when they first get on them, they're not breaking them. Yeah. So, because that was the tough part, like on the 50s, is we are just breaking stuff left and right. So yeah. as soon as you can get them on the bigger bike, I always got them on the bigger bike to try to save some some bikes for races and stuff like that. So yeah. always getting on the bigger bike to me is, is better. It's uh, especially at the younger age, they they're not old enough to start like working out and stuff like that. So I feel like if I can get them on the bigger bike, it's heavier. It's, it's going to get them in better shape. It's going to get them into the race pace and stuff like that. So when they do jump on the smaller bike, it's going to be, Oh, this is really light. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it's more it, agile and throw it around. Throw it around right. Yeah. So that, that's always like what, what I've always done and just tried to keep it going from there. And it's when they're not breaking stuff, it's, more affordable. <laughs> yeah, no <laughs> doubt. No doubt. But you're also pushing those bikes to the limits, you know? I mean, I didn't break a whole lot, but that's what happens when you're in the beginner class all the time, you know? I've been in the beginner class for 20 years. Those bikes are safe. Yeah. The, when when you see those posts online that people say, like, you know, vet-owned and ridden, whatever, like, I'm that guy. Like, if I have a bike that has 40 hours on it, it's probably never been out of third gear, you well, know? That's, that's all right, though. You're still having fun. That's all that matters. <laughs> you guys are pushing it to the limits. but So keep going through that. You get two more titles. We talked about the first two. You get two more. What classes were those in? Uh, 65, 10 to 11, modern stock. In one in each, both yeah. of them. Yeah. Nice. That's the that's the only year I've won two class, both the classes that you entered. Yeah. Nice. That's pretty strong. Yeah. I mean, again, we go back to that whole thing that people try this, you know, to go to this race. It's gotten so much prestige around it. People traveled all these different areas and all these different regionals just to make it in, and not alone make it in, but now you win, and then you go win both classes in the same year. That's that's pretty strong. Four titles alone. I mean, that's more than most people can say, you know? I mean, that's that's impressive, so good for you. What do you like about uh, the transition up all the way to the bikes that you're on now? You're on the Super Minis, which is, you know, I, I know it's the 85 chassis or frame or whatever, yeah. but, you know, going from the 50 to 65 to the 85, and then, you know, I heard I heard a little rumor that you might be dabbling with an old 125 every now and again. Maybe. Um, I've, uh, I rode the 125 for two months, two or three months, I think. And uh, blew both of them up. Oh, nice. Yeah. So well, it was we, good while last. We, we thought going to the bigger bike was going to be better. <laughs> <laughs> Not so much. Yeah. So you're 14 now. You'll be 15. So this year we got the next biggest race for you is going to be Minios. So what classes would you race at Minios? Uh, Super Mini 1 and 2 and then Schoolboy 1. Now on Schoolboy 1, would you do that on a 125 or are you going to do it on a Super Mini? I would like to. But I'm probably going to ride a Super Mini. Okay. Just depends on if the bikes get here yeah. in time. Which is a common, I mean, that's every every manufacturer right now is trying to get bikes out. Yeah. Your dad's pushing me to get Benji a, one of those 24 KTM, so <laughs> might have to call up old DB, see if Daniel Blair can get me one in the, in the fast lane. Yeah. Might have to act like I'm Seth Dennis and see if I can get a favor or something. <laughs> Try and go in a disguise. You're right. I mean, how much do you weigh right now, Seth? You're like... 80 pounds soaking wet? Yeah, I'm like 100, maybe a little over some days, like 101, 102. Do you ever eat beef? <laughs> Sometimes. Not well, my, definitely not my favorite, but. We need to get, we get some protein on this boy. <laughs> skinny, man. Skinny. Got to get you in the gym. 
No, so we're working on that. So the 125 is is coming up. So right now, Super Mini 1 and 2 at Minios. Is that the last Super Mini race, or are you going to do Super Mini one more year next year? Uh, Minios will probably be the last time I touch Super Mini. Oh, man, breaking news right there. <laughs> you heard it here first. So we go to the 125, and then what's the race schedule? You got Minios, and then I'm, I'm assuming you're going to do all the spring spring national stuff, like Daytona, Freestone, Spring Ding. Yeah. Those? All those. Loretta's. All that good stuff. Yeah. Now you just did. Let's talk about this. You just did the. Uh, what was it? The. Um, it's not. It's not futures. But Chicago. The, you did the, the super Chicago. motocross. Yeah. So what they call it? Just like this. Just a super mini race, or there was no. What they yeah, they it. called it. I forget what they called it. It was like the super mini championship or something like that. Yeah. What'd you think about that? How was that vibe? It was definitely interesting. Um, yeah. It was just like big lips with like little landings it was definitely teamed down compared to the other rounds but yeah did you have you ever done a supercross before i've i haven't raced a supercross before but i was practicing on supercross before that so yeah but that was the first first like supercross race yeah what do you think about like the pits and the, the stands and the fans it's crazy i mean i'm used to like waking up at seven in the morning going out and riding like early in the morning and then there it's like you're doing nothing all day and then it's like it's getting dark getting a little tired and then they're like gear up let's go what was your thoughts on the line were you nervous don't loop out <laughs> <laughs> that's probably a good one them greats are like really tacky i'm like just get a good whole shot and don't it'll loop. be dialed don't, don't loop it out don't loop out <laughs> yeah i would imagine I, it just from me my standpoint i would imagine being pretty nervous you know, right. sitting there on the line under the lights, you know, I mean, even when we went to the, the races with Aiden, you know, the very first time when we were doing the future side of things, you know, we did our, our I think our area like the qualifier for it was at WW and then we had to go to Atlanta and race Atlanta, but Atlanta's, you know, kind of a speedway style, like a Daytona almost, you know, because it was at the Atlanta Motor Speedway. But when he made it out of that one and we went to Salt Lake City, that was totally different animal. Yeah. You know, being in the stadium and being down on the floor of the Supercross track, I'm just looking up at all these people in the stands. I'm like, wow, this is way different. You yeah. know, I wasn't even racing and I was nervous. <laughs> so that that was, I could only imagine. But did you did you enjoy it, though, like the experience? Yeah. I mean, I wish I could have done better. I mean. Yeah, so yeah. talk about the race. What What happened? I go off the start and I'm like eighth off the start. I'm like, I got some work to do. Now, while I'm passing people, the leaders are just getting farther and farther away. And then it's like me and Vincent, us two, were just like trying to make our way through the pack. And then he, he like comes up short on the jump, I try to move over, I case it. We both crash. And then I get up and I'm just trying to make as much passes. And then it was like white flag. It was like five lap moto. It was so short. Yeah. And then I ended up like fourth. So there you go. They have more of those next year. I haven't heard. Uh, so they didn't announce any of that till like late. Yeah. yeah. So nobody really knew like that was even happening until you got the call and yeah. Hey, do you got? I mean, I know I know they're going to do the futures thing. I mean, the futures is going to stick around, but that's you know big bikes, right? So two two fifties and stuff like yep. you know Drew, you know Adams, he 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 rode rode some of them this year, but. Uh, I was just trying to think about if they had any of those for next year because I was thinking about your schedule like we were just talking about. You know, I know you got spring nationals. Like, out of those three, any any Daytona, Freestone, and Springeding, any of those favorite to you? 
I like spring thing. Yeah. It's definitely a softer, more like loamy dirt. Like, it's definitely a little bit more sand. You don't, you don't like Daytona? No, not really. <laughs> no. <laughs> Why not? It's like all the 85s are hitting the jumps, and then it's like there's no real separation. Yeah. It's hard to like, there could be like a fifth place rider and first having the same lap times. It's just hard to separate yourself from like the kids who shouldn't be winning and the kids that are. So we need to call Ricky and tell him we got to put some separators in there. Yeah, yes. All right, so out of those three, you like Sprigadig the most? Yeah. You like Freestone or not really? Freestone is, I hasn't been my favorite, but just because it's been like hard packed and slick, and I've always rode sand, so I've never really liked it. But now I'm at the Future MX facility, and it's harder. Yeah. It's more like Freestone, so I think I'll ha- enjoy it more this year than I did last year. Good. See, there you go. That's what that's what we're here to do. Yeah, shameless plug. Yeah, it's <laughs> the greatest facility I've ever seen in my life. I'm probably going to win because of there. That's great. We'll we'll put that one on record. That way we can have that. All right. So after after those spring nationals, what's after that? I mean, I know you got pretty much your areas start right for Loretta's. Yeah, areas you got, areas would start. You got any other like one off races? Uh, no, not really. We, uh, we usually just stick to the, the major events. Uh, yeah. there's a two, the two future features events that we usually do and it's uh spring a ding. And then we'll usually do like Baja the brawl. Yeah. And we're like the two that we usually. Yeah. See, that's one thing that a lot of people don't realize. And it's a good thing. You actually just brought that up is the majors. So in the amateur world, there's four AMA major events, which would be Loretta's, Minios, Daytona, and Freestone. Those are your four AMA majors. There's one more. So Mammoth is actually a major, oh, too. Yeah. Is it? Yep. Really? I didn't know that. Yep. I thought it was a featured. Nope. That's a major event. Oh, okay. Well, this corrected me. Yep. So there's five majors. Yep. So everything outside of the five is featured. Yep. So with you guys, and you know, I, I, I know contracts are always super secretive, but are you required to do those five? No. Uh, there's only, I think three that we have to go to a year. So, okay. Cause that's, that's one of the things that people always bring up. Like, you know, even us with the semi, if we're helping somebody out, you know, Oh, well, why, why wasn't the semi at, you know, Baja or why wasn't yeah. the semi at Ponca or why wasn't the semi here? It's like, we obviously being a Florida based team, it's pretty nice to have Minios in our backyard. Yep. Daytona's in our backyard. And even Loretta's being on the East side of the country, it's really not that bad of a drive. Right. So taking it to those is is pretty simple, but outside of that, putting that rig on the road, even Freestone's a hike. Yeah, you know, I mean, and that thing loves fuel. Yeah, what is Freestone? Twenty hours, right? It's like nineteen twenty <laughs> right. hours, and you know, you you got to have a driver and somebody that can go out there. And then, I mean, you start talking like Cal Classic or Mammoth or something like that. Like, there's no way I'm putting the semi on the road to go all the way out there right now, just yeah. budget wise. You know, I mean, that's yep. just a lot of money. And I know, Wayne, one thing for, for me that I always try and look at is, like, family dynamics and stuff like that. I mean, it's probably pretty convenient being in Florida, having Minios and Daytona right here. Even Loretta's isn't that far. But right. when you start going to those outside ones, I mean, that's got to go into the pocket a bit. Yeah, that's uh, that's the tough part is, like, trying to go to these Cali races and all that. That's just straight out of our pocket and trying to keep bike maintenance up and training and all everything that goes into the program just trying to keep all that growing and 
going with the pace that Seth is growing, it it, it gets very expensive. Yeah. And that's where sometimes you won't see us at some of the big races, and that's because of that. You know, yeah. we, we have a budget that we have to stay within, and that's just what we do. Yeah. No, that's a, that's a lot. And people don't, people don't really get to see that or, or realize, you know, I mean, yes, it's one thing to go race locally. Like if you're going to go to a Dade city or you're right. going to do a gold cup or a winter am or something, that's one thing. And even those are expensive, yep. you know, I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm not knocking those series by any way, you know, but the gold cups and stuff like that, it's a little bit more convenient or easier to go to when it's only, you know, hour, two hours down the road. Right. When you start talking these big ones that are all the way on the other side of the country or either even halfway across the country. Now you're talking about trying to get bikes out there, trying to get yourself out there, whether it's driving or flying. You got logistics of where you're going to stay for lodging, your food while you're on the road the whole time. I mean, there's a lot of moving parts to it. So kudos to you guys for even, you know, doing the ones that you do do. Right. Yeah, you know, I appreciate that. It's uh, so I'll have to throw one at my wife here. And the, the one of the main things is, is like when you're traveling and you go into a gas station and spend $100 at every gas station because you have to get all the snacks. <laughs> So it's, you know, it's, it's good though. It's, yeah. uh, we, we try to do everything we can do. It's a hundred dollars a stop minus fuel no, dude. or plus fuel. And then if there's a Bucky's, oh, oh man, oh, you're done. You need yeah. souvenirs, memorabilia. Seth's over at the meat carving station. Oh right now. dude, it's, it's, it's kind of funny though, because like I work a lot, so I don't, and I travel for work. So sometimes I have to fly in and if I'm driving with them, my wife will always bring up, oh, there's a there's a Bucky's in so many hours, you know, and I'll look over and she's taking a nap and I just put the hammer down. <laughs> right like, on past. Right past Bucky's. I'm like, oh, I think I missed it, man. I, I, don't, I don't know what Never happened. Saw it. <laughs> you know, it's a small place. You don't really. <laughs> Never saw it. What yeah. do you, uh, you said you worked at the Orlando uh, airport at the time. What, what do you do for a living? Yeah, so I'm a, a project manager at a conveyor company out of Denver, Colorado. Uh, so we install conveyors at airports. Amazons, uh, FedExes, UPSs, uh, we do all sorts of stuff like that. And they, Any, anywhere that would need a conveyor. Yeah, that's that's it. And then we also manufacture the conveyor in Denver too. So it's, yeah, it's, nice. it's interesting. Yeah. You ever thought about making the trip to Mammoth? I don't know if you had yet or. It's... Yeah. So actually, with with my work, I lived in uh, California for three years. Nice. And. The last year and a half I was out there because my work said, hey, it's going to be six months that you'll have to be in California. And I'm like, oh, all right. Well, that turned into a year and a half. So whenever I heard it when we got the next job, hey, it'll be six months. I'm like, sure, Donnie, come on. Just come on out. Let Seth and the kids experience California. Yeah. And that turned into a year and a half. When and, when was that? Uh, what were you on? You, I was he was still on. So he was still on 50s. Yeah. So it was 50s and 65s, whatever year that was. What would you think about that, living in California? Yeah. <laughs> Didn't have the best experience. That, that good, huh? we were We were close to the airport, which is good for his work, but it was like three hours just to like go ride at like Paula or something. Yeah. So it was... Well, at uh, least you got to experience something different, though. There's not many people that can say they've lived on both sides of the country. Yeah, for sure. I mean, Tyler's never even left Florida, so... May, 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 mammoth may as well be like a whole nother planet, you know? Yes. It's yeah. out there. You were close to LAX? Yeah. yeah. Oh, brutal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was the airport I was working at at the time. So, But it, it, it's weird like when you're out in Cali, though, because it, 
it's not that far away. Like Apollo, I think was like an hour away, but when you throw in traffic, yeah, that's like the game changer. Yeah. No, we went out there this year for uh, Anaheim too, and I, did, I have no desire to go back. Yeah, it's we almost we talked about staying out there. Ugh. It was, but the main thing is, is the whole industry is out there. Oh yeah, yeah. So it was so much easier to get help. Yeah. No, there and there. I, that's the one thing I did like when I went out there. Like when we went out to Anaheim too. I mean, we we went to Fox and got to see our our boy yep. Hoove and you know go check them out and then you're 15 minutes away and like we went to Cowie because you know at the time we were dealing with Ryan Holiday and Cowie and you know we'd leave there and you could go PC was right down the road and you know Oakley was right down the road I mean they're all like it's all a hub over there yeah but I do I do think I mean do you see a lot of this push to Florida it's it's happening I mean there's I just I don't know when it's the full switch will happen I mean there's dude it's so expensive in Cali I don't know why some of these brands are sticking it out out there. Yeah. But it's give me an example of uh, how it would be so much easier to get help just because of where you were geographically located. Well, just for an example, like if one of your sponsors just can talk to you on the phone and that's his only communication, yeah. you don't even know what you look like, right? Because a lot of these guys don't go to the races so they're just going by what they see on instagram and yeah. talking to you on the phone versus when you can go show up in person shake their hand now it's you got personal relationship. yeah a personal relationship with them that oh yeah. i know i know that guy or they can randomly show up at a race or something because it's close to their house and right come by and physically watch you ride and like, man that kid's quick you yeah know? versus an instagram post where you know obviously everybody's going to try and put their best online yeah, and that's yeah that uh, the whole Instagram and stuff. When you see videos, you're like, yeah, that's that kid's ripping. Yeah, but then when you see him at the track, you're like, all right, so that's kind of like what you need to watch for though. It's like that you're ripping in a video, but not ripping in person. Well, Seth, you do pretty good on your Instagram. You're like twenty thousand followers almost. Almost. Yeah, that's pretty good, man. Thanks to mom, <laughs> <laughs> social media manager. Pre yes, literally. Got it. No, that's good though. I mean, that's honestly in today's world, you got to do it. You have to. I mean, that's that's part of it. You know, I mean, it, it's funny to me because like you can you can put somebody out there on the track and have the speed and have the skill, whatever. But at the same time, right now, one of the biggest questions people come back to you on is, you know, what's your social media following like? You know, what what's your personality and your presence? I mean, right. you look at somebody like Jet Lawrence. I mean, Jet is just crushing it right now because he's got such a great personality everybody in the fans just love him i mean he spends time with everybody and that's huge you know we the last episode we we did we had justin starling on here and I, one of the things i do like about justin is when he's at the races i mean he will stop whatever he's doing to, you know to sign an autograph or help a kid or take a picture whatever it may be and i and we talked about it a little bit on that episode and tyler you remember this portion of it but you got to remember yes you are an athlete yes you are a racer but you're also an entertainer. Right. And in this business, you know, in Supercross, you're in entertainment. you got to sell tickets and, you know, fans come to watch you. So spending time with them is important. But, you know, good job to you and mom. Mm -hmm. plug, plug to mom <laughs> for uh, the social media management there. But, you know, doing, doing cool stuff on YouTube. I know there's a lot of videos of you out there. So anybody listening that wants to learn a bit or even watch the style of the 930 Mr. Seth Dennis. But Seth, on a personal note, outside of motorcycles, we ask everybody this question, and it's, it's fun to me, but you, you guys talked about when you stop at Bucky's, you get snacks. What kind of snacks are we talking? Oh, 
We always ask everybody. We even asked Jet when he was on the episode, you know, what, what's your favorite foods? Like, what do, what do you like to eat? If you had a choice, like, I mean, is there a cheat day? Are you guys pretty strict on the diet? Are you pretty loose on the no, diet? eat anything. Yeah, you need to. Yeah. So, usually, it's hard because it's hard we're in a camper right now, but usually I like the baked spaghetti. Yeah? That's the go-to. Okay. A little Italian. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So good. So, out, outside of spaghetti, give me, give me, like, top three. I mean... If I said, Seth, you can pick anywhere you want to go for dinner tonight, where are we going? I just like picking up Chick-fil-A and going home and eating. Okay. Not really a big go-out guy. So yeah. if we'd literally just pick up Chipotle, I'm like, we're good. Oh, man. Chipotle, Chick-fil-A. Chipotle with the good. boys. I feel like I'm back at the dog pound <laughs> with Jet and Chance, Aiden. Every day with them is Chipotle with the boys. So Chipotle is the go-to. What about uh, snacks? I mean, when you, when you hit the Bucky's, I mean, you you getting like a candy or you getting like beef jerky or what are you getting? No, not definitely not beef jerky. I don't like. No. no? Don't like beef jerky. Um, you getting a Snickers bar? Or what are we getting? Dude, I get a bunch of stuff. <laughs> That's why it's a hundred dollars. Yes. <laughs> it's different every gas station. Usually, it's. I like the Nutter Butters, not gonna lie. Yeah, those are That's good. That's usually the go-to. Yeah, that's my that's my dad's go-to was Nutter Butters. But how about drink-wise? You stay pretty set on your waters and Gatorades, or do you ever sneak in a, a soda? I don't like soda, to be honest. Yeah, I don't either. I don't either. I've never really been a big soda fan. I don't even, not no carbureted drinks I like. Okay. So usually I have, like, chocolate milk in the morning. Okay. Gatorade. And usually we have, like, a case of water in the van, so. Yeah. All right. So let's go to the next question that we ask everybody. Music. You ever listen to music? All the time. Yeah? What's your go-to? You you big hip-hop guy? Big country guy? You like jazz? More of a rap guy. Oh. <laughs> Bone thugs and harmony stuff. <laughs> no, that's way too old school. <laughs> the go-to right now is Drake. Okay. That's who I've mainly been listening to, but... You keep headphones, like, when you're going to the line or stuff? I used to. Not anymore. I try to get pumped up before I even go to the line. One more thing that dad has to carry around. No, yeah. dude, it's <laughs> <laughs> so what's what's a normal day in the life of Seth? Tell me what you know, the people that are listening that want to know what it's like to be, you know, one of the top amateur kids in the world. What's a weekly schedule like for you? I wake up around like eight, eight ish. Depends on when I really want to get up. Sleep. So, so yeah, sometimes I sleep into like eight forty five. Then I'm like rushing to get food. Half the time I can't even find food. I'm like <laughs> eating a bowl of cereal sometimes, eggs the next day, just whatever is like right there. And then geared up, go training for the day, usually for lunch. My mom cooks. It's all different every single day. And yeah. then usually eat dinner around like 7, 8-ish, go to bed around like 10 to 11, right in there. And then... Yeah. Repeat. How many days a week are you riding? Four. I ride Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday. So I take Wednesday and Saturday, Sunday off. Now I'm sure that changes with race weekends, like if you got a race or something. Yeah. Most of the time, yeah. Take like Monday off or something. Yeah, if he if usually if he races on the weekend we'll we'll take that Monday off just to let him rest and Yeah. So right now the next next big one for you guys is gonna be minios. Anything between now and then? No. no. Just focused on getting ready for minios? Yeah. I mean, maybe if we hit Dade City up one night, but yeah, probably not. Do you like the, the Supercross 
portion or the motocross portion more? Uh, Dade City? No, at Minios. Oh, Minios. Um, depends on, like, where my moto is. Like, if both tracks are, like, in, like, really good condition, motocross. Yeah. You prefer that one? Yeah. Got it. But supercross can definitely be fun sometimes. Yeah. Have you been doing Minios every year? Yeah. I mean, all them since 50s? Well, yeah. last year I got hurt on supercross in practice. Last practice got hurt, but other than that, I've gone everywhere. Yeah, what'd you do? Um, so, 85s can't hit up, but super minis, they're starting to triple into the rhythms. And there's just a triple-double. Um, not many of them hit, but I was hitting it. And then, kid, um, he was in the main line, so I cut down, tried to seat bounce, and face was just uneven. So, I didn't get the same lift off of it, and then I just framed it, went over the bars, broke my collarbone, and then I was there for the rest of the week, but not riding. Yeah, I thought you were walking around with like a microphone or something. Yeah, I was doing the Fox. I was just interviewing random people with Fox. <laughs> I ended just, up like interviewing like Deegan's mechanic, yeah, people like that. That was good, though. S yeah. Still fun to have you hang, hang around. Yeah, gave me something to do. Yeah, so when you guys do that, Wayne, I mean, you, obviously that's a week-long event, right? Yeah. So it's, I mean, it's a big one. You guys usually go up early, or you try and come up like the day before? Uh, we used to go up pretty early to try to get a decent spot. These last couple of years, we've went up just a couple of days early. Maybe last year we actually went up the day before. Yeah. And, yeah, it... Uh, Any conflicts with you work-wise with, with that week? Yeah, I have to usually... If I'm if I'm here, I'll just have to take off that week, and then I'll drive up uh, after I get out of work Friday. Yeah, and then drive up. Now, do you guys stay at the track, or you do hotel? Uh, we stay at the track. We usually rent a camper. Okay, up there. Yeah, I mean that's kind of cool though. I mean, like the whole Thanksgiving thing. You know, we've been there for years now, and you know, you kind of get everybody together. We do it a little bit differently. We do a non-traditional Thanksgiving meal and do seafood boil. So. We're going to do that again this year. Uh, just, it's fun, you know, break it up a little bit. But I, I always am the one, you know, I, I enjoy the off-the-track stuff, you know, the camping and riding yeah. around and going to see friends that you don't get to see all the time. And, you know, I, I enjoy that part probably more so than even the racing. But, you know, it's fun. You know, we had a live live band there last year. Tyler, are you going to come up? No. Well, oh, <laughs> thanks. <laughs> hey, thanks. Wayne, let me ask you this. No. During the grind of of the week, what are your main objectives to making sure that you're maintaining progress um, with Seth? Like, is it is it nutrition? Is it bikes? Give me the rundown of a of a successful week. So a lot of times I have to work, so it ain't even me; it's my wife that's making sure the bike's running good, uh, and she's the one that'll call me and ask me like hey does the jetting sound good and if it doesn't she'll change the jetting yeah like she's pretty the one impressive that, yeah she's the one that keeps everything really going uh i'm just the one that makes the money and funds the program yeah <laughs> that's what it really amounts to and it are you guys chasing stopwatches i mean are you, are you... yeah that's that's kind of like what we're doing right now is just trying to keep bettering ourselves. uh and that's one thing like in like I was saying earlier in the show, is like when we first started, it was just Seth riding with himself, basically. So he always raced himself. So it's to me, if you can get a kid to keep doing that, 
And he, when he becomes pro, it's going to be way easier because he's always used to racing himself. Yeah. So he's going to have the drive to keep pushing. And that's kind of like what we're trying to get back to is just him being mentally strong and pushing himself. And hopefully it's it, it keeps going the way it is and he just keeps pushing himself because it we've had some good improvements in being able to uh, for him to work on his own craft and things like that. And but mostly through the week, it's it's going to be racing a stopwatch because you're racing yourself, right? So yeah. it's that's pretty much what it's been. Where does uh, school fit into all this for Seth? Uh, so Seth's homeschooled, so he usually, when he gets done riding, is when he does all of the, the schoolwork, and then the Wednesdays that he's off, he tries to cram yeah. as much work as he can because yeah. then he don't like to do stuff on the weekends. Yeah. So it's I could see that. Yeah. Trying to do that. And then you hear mom yelling at him and it's mostly because of school. So Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so what about when you get done writing, Seth? I mean, like what's some of the stuff that you enjoy to do? I mean, right after we get done riding, we have a fitness trainer right now, so we get right into the workout. And then after that I have to have so much protein, which is usually just a protein shake, eggs and stuff. Yeah. And then after that, it's just like, usually have time to just take a nap. I'm so tired. <laughs> take an hour of your nap, get up, get something to eat, drink, and then... Mix in a little bit of schoolwork. Try to. As little as possible. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then usually play like basketball at night. Um, it's Maddox. more than definitely at night. Well, depends if we run. So like at lunch, it's... A lot of basketball. Oh, dude, it's... A lot of basketball. Yeah. They they think they're going somewhere with their game. Yeah. It's <laughs> hey, that's all good, though. you got to have some yeah. fun mixing in yeah. every now and again. So you got a little bit of basketball in there. I mean, I saw you guys the other day. You had a little bit of video game every now and again, right? Oh, yeah. What what games are you playing? Are you battling people online? Oh, everything right now. I yeah. mean, we're playing basketball games, football games. You ever do any it. moto games? Not anymore. Well, I take that back. On my computer, I do because it's a little better. But on the consoles, it's they haven't came out the good games. They're trash. Since <laughs> like ten years ago, like Reflex. Yeah, console motocross games are just yeah, garbage. they're not good. Hey, are you playing MX bikes or MX Sim? So MX Sim, I've been playing since I was like eight years old. So I've been playing for so long. And what is that? What? MXM. It's a, a computer uh, motocross simulator, right? MX simulator, but it's only on the computer. Yeah. Never heard of it. Yeah, so it's... Just, I, it's I'm back I, in... I'm ba- Seth's calling me old, but I'm back in the days of MX versus ATV. Well, yeah. so that was yeah, a console was, game, right? That but was good, though. Yeah. Whole, Some of them. That, those were the best games. Yeah, I, now st- it, I still have that on my Now it's everybody's just MXM or MX bikes, which right now I've been playing more MX bikes just because... It's awesome. Yeah, I haven't been playing MX that much, but I'll have to look that one up. Hey, don't even try to play it. It's yeah, you, it people is. our age. I mean, some people can play it, but it's just absolutely horrendous when you. It takes hours and hours to get uh, to get semi decent. Yeah, I have like two hundred. I couldn't hours even turn, game. dude. Like, <laughs> I'm like, oh, just went off the track. All right, well, he's like, you got to turn quicker. I'm like, yeah. well, it ain't even the corner yet. And he's like, oh, you just got to wait for that little bit of lag. It's gonna happen. And I'm like. 
dude, like I can't even handle this. Yeah, Benji's been playing a lot lately, but he's doing the the console stuff on the PS4. Way more forgiving for sure. Yeah, yeah. man, it's, this kid's playing basketball, MXM, all this stuff. I'm no wonder mom's yelling at you about school. <laughs> <laughs> been playing it since he was eight <laughs> well that's that's cool though Out, outside of that you know i know you you guys obviously you already mentioned moving over to the the future mx facility and get to train there a little bit different soil than some of the other places that you've been yeah. so you get to kind of see a little bit different soil what do you think about it out there it's uh it's definitely different um compared to like just a normal florida track like yeah when you think of florida you're like sand berms sand rollers when you go out there it's like Blue grooved, hard choppy ruts, yeah. which is what I need right now. Yeah. I, I've never really felt comfortable on like the blue grooved hard pack. Yeah. So. What do you think about a little bit of elevation change? Oh yeah, that it's the elevation up uh, at the Future MX facility is definitely nice. It's like, different, huh? Yeah. Yeah, it's not pretty cool. I mean, it almost feels like you're not even in Florida, really. Yeah. Like right. when you look at the property and the way it's laid out, and you get some elevation change with the soil that you have there. I mean, I would probably expect it to be more like maybe Georgia, yep. you know, than, than Florida. So that's, that's cool. Um, riding four days a week, Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday, getting a little time off on the weekends. Yeah. And then we got Minios coming up, possibly going to the one, two, five after Minios. So that'll be a fun transition for you. Yeah. So are you going to do, so the first races on that would be what spring nationals. Yeah. Yep. And then just probably some local stuff. Yeah. Try to get comfortable on it. Yeah. Uh, that'd be cool. I mean, yeah. you said you've ridden it for what, two months? Yeah, before they blew up, yeah. You got to stop being so hard on bikes, man. <laughs> yeah. You, know, you guys are pushing them way way more than I could, so more power to you. Yeah. Well, we'll see how that transition goes. It'll be interesting to see. Watch that uh, over in the spring nationals. But uh, who all, Seth, who all is helping you as far as, you know, sponsors, people that you want to thank for being along the journey? I know you mentioned Scott joined you when you were on 50s. Yeah. 2015, right? So that's eight-year run with Scott. That's pretty cool. Yeah. And then I know you mentioned KTM. Got on them on your 50 senior year. So been with them again. Seven years. Seven years. That's really cool. So that's what, I'm assuming that started with Nathan Ramsey. Yeah. And then now Daniel Blair's yep. help, helping with the program also. Yeah. So you get to deal with him some too. Yeah. So cool, cool deal for KTM and then Scott. But who else? Um, Twisted Development helps out a lot with the bikes. Those bikes are fast, I'm not going to lie. Yeah? Those bikes are, like, similar to a 125. It's, yeah. it's crazy. And yeah. then um, Power Band, the suspension. Yep. Uh, couldn't do it without them. This bike handle's great. Yeah. How about your gear? Fo oh, yeah, Fox. Yeah. Don't want to forget them. Yeah. Who've, who've be calling me? Yep. Yep. What's going on, man? <laughs> Fox has helped out a lot. How long have you been with Fox? Two years. Wait, two years? No, this, more than that. Uh, this Minios, I think, will be three years. Yeah. Something like that. It's a pretty elite brand to be with. Yeah, it's definitely nice, Um, which I used to not have a brand deal. I used to be on Elusive. They, Elusive used to make me custom gear. I mean, yeah. I had one set that I would run for every race, and now it's Fox has just given me, like, sets of gear, different colors. It's definitely nice. Great company to be with. Yeah. Have you been out to Fox? Yeah, when we uh, lived out at California. Oh, that's we right. There. You were right there. <laughs> I forgot about that. Yep. We only went out there once, though. It was a while ago, too. It's a pretty cool place, huh? Yeah. It was definitely interesting to see the whole, 
how they do it all. Yeah, no, it was good. We we went out there, like I said, for Anaheim too, and got to tour a, a Fox with Hoover, and uh, I think Matt Moore was out there at the time, and you know, it's super cool facility. I mean, they treated us like royalty. It was awesome. Yeah. I mean, just how they do things, where their design boards are, their meeting rooms. I mean, really, really cool. I mean, pump track in the outside, you know, bicycle track out back, you know, hey, let's take a break and go for a right. pump track ride. Well, they made a pit bike track now too, didn't they? I, I, so I thought I'd seen at like one of their grand things they were doing. They were, had some pit bike race too, and it was like yeah. in the back of the facility there. Well, and like, a lot of those companies awesome. out there, like even, you know, when we, when we went out, we went with Oakley and uh, had a great, great time going around them with Tar and uh, Aaron Kane. And again, you know, seeing it, it's a little bit different out in California than it is in Florida. You know, I mean, out there they had, uh, you know, a BMX or pit bike track in the backyard at Oakley. And then they've got, you know, full cafeteria and gym for all their, their right. employees. Yep. I'm going to work on Monday in Florida. I'm like, man, where's my gym at? Where's my cafeteria? Like Tyler, you have truck, that. man. Yeah. That's exactly what it is. Go, go get some out of the cooler. Yep. But yep. no, that's cool. So any, anybody else, anybody outside of them? Yeah. I, I know you said KTM, Scott, Fox, Twisted, Power Band, which Power Band's Florida company. Yeah. Yeah, they, they're, um, yeah, they're like, how far are they away? Like 45 minutes? Yeah, 45 minutes. Yeah, they're pretty close. So, like just the other day, the Fork Seals leaked, so we took it right there and we had it back the same day. So, it's yeah. definitely nice. It's convenient to have them right there where you're not having to ship stuff. Yeah. You know, because I think for you, I mean, just like anybody, but having to send stuff out, you know, somewhere, whether it's a motor, whether it's suspension or whatever, I mean, shipping costs can get up there. Yeah. You know, when you're dealing with somebody that's, especially, you know, for us, when we, we had another company that was doing our suspension, but they're all the way out in California and you're shipping a kit, you know, it's a couple of days to get there. Then they have a couple of days to build it. And then a couple of days back. And next thing you know, you're a week to two weeks with no suspension. Yep. So that, that makes it pretty convenient having them right there. Yeah, for sure. But so how about the 24s? You guys will probably get those, what, like right after Minios or right at Minios? Yeah. Uh, Jamie's doing his thing on them right now. So whenever he gets done figuring them out then yeah hopefully right after minios we we might have a bike yeah to start testing and yeah stuff the, like that those 24 ktms look good man yeah your dad's pushing me to get one for benji dude the, <laughs> that ktm 50 yeah look, that thing is sharp <laughs> it is dude it looks good like i said might have to put in a favor see if we can get one coming down yep so out, outside of that any, anybody else I, I don't know if i finished that um, thrill seekers, they help. FMF. Okay. Um, trying to think of everybody. <laughs> Dunlop. Oh yeah, Dunlop. Dunlop's a huge one. Yeah. Make um, a great tire. Yeah, they do. And I'm on the Dunlop Elite program, so. There you go. They're, um, they're definitely helping out a lot. Do you switch your tires up a lot? <sighs> Normally I just run the normal, what's the normal tire? The 33? Yeah, now they got the, I think it's 34. Yeah, the yeah. new one? Yep. Have you run those? Yep. You like them? Yeah. They yeah. seem to be pretty good. I liked them. Yeah. I I thought the 33 worked good, and 34 is a little bit better now, so it's like they keep progressing in the right direction for sure. Yeah. Never been much a paddle paddle tire guy. Why is that? I don't know. It's just um, most tracks have, like, a hard base to it, mm-hmm. and I never really liked just, like, not having traction and just sliding out. So. Yeah. I didn't know if you were feeling stuff. it, like, in the turns or something. Definitely sometimes, and under braking a little bit. Yeah. Back in, we'll step out. Do you, do you feel like Seth's pretty good at being able to communicate with you what the bike's doing? Yeah. 
he that was one thing that I've been pretty impressed since he's been pretty little is yeah he'll tell you when something's happening and obviously as a parent you're always going to be like dude it's all in your head there's yeah. no way that's happening you put it on the stand you know you're you're giving it gas it's ringing out like it should everything's fine and then somebody will come up to you and be like hey that his bike bogged yeah like oh my god like, <laughs> he, was, he was he right. was right he was telling the truth <laughs> Seth, do you, I mean, do you feel it like when you make changes to the bike? Like, let's say you adjust something in the suspension. Can you make, can you feel the difference? Yeah. Yeah. Sure. I've definitely had to make like changes like at a race sometimes. I mean, like the Minios. Um, really? Or not Minios, the Gator back around. I had to make a couple of changes. Just a little side to side, but we got it done and it felt better. So. Yeah. I, uh, I couldn't tell you one thing the bike was doing. I've I've <laughs> basically just ridden whatever I've. It's been. running. That's Me all you too. can tell. Yeah, bike running. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Bike's running. It's going. It go fast. Yep. Go real fast. <laughs> no, it's. Uh, I've never been the one that can can really make any differences or make changes to the bike. Like I've always just ridden whatever was given, and you know, it doesn't matter what the suspension's set to. I don't even know what the tire pressures are. I just go. Yeah, that's how I was too when I was. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> But that's that's impressive though because you know a lot of riders truly work on that aspect of their program of of trying to see and feel differences when they when they do something uh, you know and even with us we we were at the dog pound for years and really watching the Lawrence brothers they are very very good at being able to come in and communicate and that's huge I mean yeah. communication's huge so for you having that already at fourteen years old is pretty impressive uh, you know that's that's something that people struggle with. So yeah, being sure. able to being able to know what the bike's doing and, and what it's like, that's that's awesome. But Wayne, as far as the riding and training, you know, obviously you guys have your groove. I mean, is there anything during the week outside of watching the stop clock that you're trying to, to make a gain on? Uh, it's mainly just the fundamentals because everything goes back to that. Your you know your feet, your your arm positioning, is your elbows dipping? Like just trying to do the fundamental stuff as you're doing it, yeah. which when they start getting their own riding style and they're going as fast as they're going, it's, it, I think it becomes more critical that you, you bring that, the fundamental stuff back in so that it might slow them down a little bit, but in the long run, I think you're going to have a more solid base to go faster. Yeah. So it's like, them are just some things that we work on also. Yeah. If you were, if you were to try and mimic somebody's riding style, who would it be? Mm. I mean, I say it all the time on the show. Like uh, when I watch Jet, he's so technically perfect. You yeah. know, I mean, it's just unbelievable how the guy can handle a motorcycle. Yeah. You know, but I mean, is there anybody that you looked up to or you still look up to right now that you're like, man, that I love that guy's style or I love his the way he rides the bike. I definitely liked Anderson's style. Okay. Just because he's like all over the bike. He's like, yeah. Out of control. Great. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just it looks it looks good when he's riding, like the videos yeah. of just like the slow mo of how he's like moving on the bike. It definitely looks sick to me. Yeah. But Jet is just like so perfect. Like. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's very very talented on a motorcycle. Yeah. Wayne, when you were growing up, is there anybody like that you were watching, like McGrath or anybody that you you kind of were like, man, that that's my guy. Uh, not really. I yeah. just. We'll just hang on for dear life. <laughs> <laughs> so, are are you guys are you a fan of the sport? 
Yeah, for sure. I mean, uh, like when you're not racing, are you watching Supercross? Oh, yeah. You know, when yeah. it comes on, are you too, Seth? You watch a lot? During the Supercross, it's was a little boring. It got a little <laughs> boring there for a minute. Yeah. And the motocross, when Jet sweeped, it was like, yeah. gets out there again. Yeah. 250s were a little bit more interesting. Yeah. I would watch the 250s, and 450s would come on, and I'm like, get something to eat. Yeah. But you do enjoy it, though, right? Yeah. I mean, you, it's fun to watch, definitely, like when there's a battle or something. But, like, when everybody's just so spaced out and nothing's happening, it's definitely, it definitely gets a little Are boring. you getting on, like, the websites on Monday, reading all the gossip, like Vital and Racer X and stuff like that, or no? Not, maybe sometimes I'll see on, like, Instagram and stuff, but, like, most of the time I just watch, like, crashes on YouTube or, like, <laughs> just highlights. Like, if I don't watch it the one night, I'll watch, like, the extended highlights the next day. Yeah. Well, that's, I mean, I'm a, I'm a huge fan of the sport. You know, I, I think we're, you have a passion for it. Once you get into the sport, it's very hard to get out of it. You know, we've talked about that on multiple episodes, and, you know, I'm, if it wasn't 10 o'clock at night when they start these West Coast rounds, I would try and watch every race, you know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but a lot of times I usually end up just replaying them on Sunday morning because I can't stay up that late. I'm not like you. I, I don't. I can't stay up past ten. Yes, <laughs> when it, uh, when it's on like California time, they're like going to like one in the morning. I'm like, yeah, that's way. I past can't even my, stay up that long. Way past I'm, my bedtime. I'm tired. Yeah. No, I'm I'm an early riser, but I'm an early sleeper. Yep. Yeah, I can't I can't stay up that late like you, young bucks. <laughs> young bucks out there. I know Tyler's a late night guy. I don't sleep. <laughs> just don't sleep at all. Sleeps for the dead. <laughs> sleep when I get there. It's because he's a young buck. <laughs> <laughs> that gray beard. Got that gray beard coming in. Yeah? That that right? Yeah, he's like, anyway. He's like, no. But, uh, <laughs> no comment. Any, any other questions that uh, you have for this uh, nice young gentleman? <laughs> yeah, well, we've, we went over all the sponsors, right? So we talked about all of them. So a huge thank you to them. Huge thank you to mom, right? Yeah. Social media management, yes. mechanic, cook. She's doing all it all. The above. Driver. <laughs> Driver. <laughs> Logistic coordinator. <laughs> yep. Doing it all. So huge thank you to mom. And then yeah. how about your your sister? What's her name? Kinsley. Kinsley. So she's she's going with you to some of these races too, right? Yeah. And I gotta go to gymnastics. It's a <laughs> <laughs> hey, fair spare. Yep. I had to go to it yesterday. Holmes fell asleep. It was, hey, no. it was hard to stay hey, through no. it. Well, you know, I'm sure she's probably not uh, overly excited to go to every race, too. Yeah. Yeah. So you got you to gotta do a little bit for the family, man. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Well, huge thanks to to mom and dad, then. Keeping it going. Pops out there working to keep it going. And then mom, mom's holding down the fort every day. Keeping yeah. it good. Anybody else you want to thank? <sighs> Kyle for helping me like progress as much as I have. Um, I definitely have got to the next step on the Super Mini, and I'm hoping to get a little more before Minios. There I've been go. having a really good weeks, or last week was really good. Hopefully next week will be better. There we go. Making progress. Oh, yeah. Got to be making progress any, every day. Anything, Wayne, that you want to add? Anybody out there pretty uh, much tackle it all? Yeah, he, he nailed them all. Well, anybody that, that wants to see the sponsors, what is it, Seth Dennis 930 on the Instagram? Yeah. So we got Seth Dennis 930 on the Instagram. We got to get you to that 20,000 follower mark. Yes, very close. Very close. We got to keep it growing. But anyway, we appreciate you taking the time out of your day to come over here and be on our podcast. It's nice to have you here. Wayne, same, same to you and the whole family for coming over and, and joining us. And everybody keep an eye out for the 930 Seth Dennis at Minio's, right? We're going to oh, go yeah. out there, try and show out, have a good time there, and then... 
look for him next year on the one two five. For sure, that'd yeah. be exciting. Yeah. We we just want to say thank you to 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 you for uh, reaching out to us. <laughs> oh good, and uh, <laughs> taking on six kittens. Yeah. <laughs> Not a problem. Not a problem. <laughs> Glad to have you guys en- enjoyed uh, coming on this episode. We thank you for it and everybody keep an eye out for it. And for us, make sure you subscribe, follow, like all those different things on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Make sure you follow us along. Thank you guys. We'll hit you on the next one.